0: morning. All right. Having already prayed, I better get my clicker. Mm, there we go. All right. Please take your Bibles to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. And I'm just going to be reading just one verse, Romans chapter 6. It's In fact, it's the last verse of Romans chapter 6. And in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, we read, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You know, if you're like my family, you exchange gifts during Christmas with family and friends. It's a tradition as old as the three wise men. For kids, it's a time of excitement, right? For adults, it's a time of watching your kids opening up those gifts. In fact, whenever we do it at our house, I'm always the last one to open my gifts because I'm watching everybody else open theirs and they always kind of get on me. Well, open a gift and show it to everybody. But what I find amazing about gifts we receive is how quickly we forget what we have received in the past. When my kids were young, sometimes I would ask them, what did you guys get for Christmas last year? Sometimes they would remember, sometimes they wouldn't, or they couldn't recall. In fact, I think if we ask ourselves today, do you remember what gifts you got last year or maybe the year before? We'd probably struggle with that as well. Funny thing about gifts that we receive for Christmas, we either return some of them, We keep some, but never really use them. We put them in a closet somewhere, and we forget about them. Or some are so special, we cherish it, and we cherish them even today. Yesterday, we celebrated Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. And Jesus is the greatest gift we have ever received. And at times, we treat Him the same way we treat earthly gifts. This morning I want to share with you three options we have concerning the greatest gift that we received in Jesus Christ. The first one, the first option that we have with gifts is that we return gifts. And sometimes we even return the gift of Jesus Christ. Why do some people return gifts? Well, maybe it's because it's too big. Maybe it's too small. I got my brother a a sweatshirt yesterday and I, When I was picking it out, I thought, yeah, he's not a very big guy. This should fit him, right? It's a medium. They didn't have schmediums. But anyway, (laughs) I called him up yesterday. I said, did it fit? No, it didn't fit. I have to take it back and get another size larger. I didn't think he was that big of a guy. Sometimes it's the wrong color. Sometimes it's the wrong style. Sometimes it's the wrong gift altogether. I remember my sister, when she wanted a specific kind of Barbie doll and as a boy, I didn't get it. And when she didn't get it, I remember that Christmas to this day, she ran to her room crying because it was the wrong doll. So we have expectations with gifts and sometimes we return them. In fact, one of the busiest days, After Christmas is the day after Christmas where people take all the gifts that they didn't like or they size too small or wrong color or whatever, and they return them. And that's why even today when you buy a gift, even during the holiday season, people say, do you want a gift receipt with that? And more times than not, we say absolutely because, you know, one of the things that you try to not buy for other people is clothing because you may not get it right. I bought a pair of slippers for my dad. They said size 10. And uh, yesterday I asked my dad how he liked them. Of course, my dad can't talk anymore. He's got something wrong with his, his uh, vocal cords. And my brother said, Tim, they're size 10, but they fit me. I'm size 8. They were way off. And so he's taken those to get them resized. It's unfortunate. But we treat the gift of Jesus the same way. And some people return the gift of Jesus because he doesn't fit in their lives. In Mark chapter 10, verse 17 through 21, a very familiar story is the story of the rich young ruler who fits within this type of a return gift because he doesn't fit into his life. Let me read it for you. And as he was, sitting on, as he was setting out on his journey, Jesus, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, "'Good teacher,' What must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not be false witnesses, do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing, go, Sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. Here's the kicker verse, verse 22. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. To put this verse into context, Jesus is at the highest point of his ministry. He's fed 5,000s healed hundreds, followed by crowds yearning to hear His words because He spoke unlike anybody else as if the very words of God, which they were. Christ was very popular and people sought Him for His advice and teachings, even the Pharisees Nicodemus. One man in particular thought and sought His wisdom and direction and that was the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler was religious. He followed the law. He understood the law. He was a religious following. And he wanted to know if, if the route that I'm on right now is going to give me eternal life. But Jesus being a man of great discernment because he's God and knows the heart of man, knew what lurked in the man's heart, knew what was holding him back from fully giving his life in faith to him. So when that gift of Jesus was unwrapped, when Jesus told him to go and sell all he had and to come and follow him, it didn't fit in his life. It wasn't part of his plans. It's not not the answer he was looking for. What he was looking for was validation. You're doing everything right. Just keep doing what you're doing. Isn't that the way we think? We just want validation in certain aspects of our life. Not really wanting to hear the full truth. So many people want Jesus, but they want him on on their terms. They don't want to give up their life because they don't value the life that they would receive in Christ. They believe it's a one-way street of sacrifice. They have no idea what kind of abundant life they'll have in Christ. What we receive as a gift from the world is temporal. But what we receive from the gift of Jesus is eternal. Another reason some people return the gifts is because they have no need of them. They have no need of them. In Luke chapter 3, verse 8, it says, Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance, and do not begin to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children. To Abraham from these stones. Of course, this is Jesus speaking to Jews. Or this is John the Baptist speaking to the Jews in preaching repentance to the Jews. The Jews felt that they were safe because of they were the fact they were descendants of Abraham. They were God's chosen people. They had the law. They were selected. They were religious. They followed the law they were also lost and in need of repentance. That's why John the Baptist was speaking to them. We see the same thing today. There are people who don't need Jesus Christ because they belong to that church or this church. They don't need Jesus because they have, within their certain denominations, sacramental things that they do in order to obtain salvation through the church. I came from a church like that. And even though I knew who Jesus was, I knew what he did, I knew I could tell you everything you need to know about Jesus. I didn't have a personal relationship because it was masked by the relationship I had within the church. It wasn't personal. It was corporate. Others feel they're safe because they're good people. They live good lives. And they'll be the first to tell you that. The problem with that is they're defining what good is. And it's not about good. You can never be good enough for eternity. It's about grace. It's about faith. And it's about trust. And there's other people that believe that they're saved because why would God ever banish me to hell? I'm a good person. I do good things.